Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Natalia Talkowska, founder of Natalska Design and Doodly Do. So Natalia is a visual communicator, strategist, speaker, innovator. Um, So welcome to the show, Natalia. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm happy to be here. Fantastic for for having you on. So uh, before we get kicked off into a bit about how you help people perform, uh, maybe you could give us a little bit of background about yourself. You know, what got you to where you are today? Oh, Paul, I always say, do you want like an espresso version or a wine version? How much time do we have? Because I don't want to overwhelm anyone. Uh, How did I get to where I got uh, 11 years? You're looking at a business run 11 years in London. Very proud of that. Very grateful for that. I started from nothing. I started without one class in business, one class in art, and here I am doing something. It sounds like a liar, right? I shouldn't be even on the interview, but uh, it's a mix of right timing, uh, meeting the right people, luck. I always say there's a bit of luck in there and kind of a self, I think, uh, searching for something because I came here, I was supposed to just study, go home, do my MA, happy days, nothing more than that. Then I worked a bit uh, as a special arts teacher with special needs kids, loved it, very heartbreaking, but very grateful time of my life. And then I did a bit of a startup scene, didn't like it, 24 hours work, not enough pay, what's going on? And at that time, Twitter was the thing. Shame it's not anymore, slowly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was the thing. And basically, I was just meeting a lot of people, networking. I was fascinated by the fact that you can just go out there and meet people for coffee. And like, I I wasn't aware of that. Can you just go and meet people for coffee and just have a chat about (laughs) what, right? So I met someone who became my mentor. Uh, His name is Darren Robson. I didn't know what's a mentor. So I just thought he's a very interesting businessman, runs interesting things. We had a mutual friend. I tweeted him and I was in my kind of desperation zone where I was like, right, either something happens in my life or I go home and it's okay. I've got a plan B. There's no like drama in there. But I knew that there's something more I want to do with my life and I want to do something with my visual skills. I didn't know what to do with them. I knew that being an illustrator wasn't enough for me I wanted to kind of hone those skills I knew I'm a fast thinker I knew I'm creative I knew I can problem solve and I knew I can draw so I met him for a quick breakfast he literally said yes to my little tweet would you like to meet yep who does that so I was (laughs) like wow I better use that time well we met and he kind of in a second changed my life because he was like well you clearly have a talent I don't know what you're doing in this job I don't know how I'm going to help you. Here's my number. Leave the job. Set yourself up as a business. I'm here and just call me when you're ready. And I'm like, who does that? Come on. (laughs) So long story short, after that, I did do that. I was terrified. I didn't have any savings. But um, this person without any signature and any form in place agreed with me that for the next six months, I will put 1,000 pounds into your bank account, no questions asked. 
your job is to go out there and talk to people and just, I don't know, you figure it out. What's your story and what do you do? Just talk, just yep. go out there. And whatever you earn, even if it's a 100 pounds, then we'll pay you less than that. Right. If it's 200 pounds, we'll pay you less than that. If you didn't earn anything, we'll pay you the full K. And I was like, again, who does that? You know, it was just a very, you could almost say like movie-like moment in my life where I was like, how on earth someone believes in me and my skill before I even am aware of that right. or I believe in it or whatever. Who does that? I'm a stranger. So long story short, again, I've done it. It's yeah. been the most intense, I would say, high performance part of my life in terms of being coached and learning very, very challenging lessons about business, about people, about managing my own expectations, going out there, fails up and down, up and down. From then on, we're looking at an 11-year business with a team, with amazing pull of uh, people, creatives that we work with around the world, from consultants, creatives, designers, animators, um, you name it. And oops, I'm here. <laughs> Just found yourself here at the end of the day. Yeah, it kind of sometimes feels like that. So yeah. I hopefully gave you a bit of an idea, but of course there's a lot that happened in yeah. between from there to here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. And uh, there's a couple of things I'd, I'd like to just delve into a little bit there. First of all, uh, an area that's of particular interest to me. I have um, a child who has special needs and I know how important art and visual communication is in that oh. space. Um, what are some of the key lessons you learned uh, in your time working in that field? Oh my goodness, so much. First of all, uh, such a appreciation for just how others learn, how different kids learn, how they acquire knowledge, how it's not about two plus two is four. When you work with uh, kids with different needs, it's about creating a safe space for them. It's about getting to know them. It's about opening up the entire class and everyone to work as a team, to support one another. And I I was working with very, very different uh, types of um children and teenagers some it was about uh, managing their energy and kind of a bit of on the ADHD and kind of let's say um, coming from very difficult homes and some of it was working with autistic kids right. uh, on spectrum all sorts of things and it was fascinating to me I will never forget one of my biggest I think um, you know let's say proud moments after working for a few years with an autistic boy through our, let's say, me and parents and, and the staff kind of, let's say, approach, we got him to, at the end of those three years, really very much more interact with other kids, respond in different ways, you know, show us that he's noticing things because he was always just, of course, in his own world and that was his world. So I was just fascinated by how amazing, smart, clever, creative, um, full of stories these children are and how there's so much potential that uh, I sometimes felt like it's not explored enough. Yeah. No, I, I saw a, a, an article um, of only a couple of days ago about a company in Spain um, doing visual design with uh, children and young adults, uh, young adults in particular, um, with additional needs, ADHD and autistic spectrum and things like that. And another one of my guests, Steve Hill, in one of the earlier pieces, his company works with uh, consultants who are uh, and IT consultants who are purely on the autistic spectrum. And mm. it's such an untapped source of 
um, amazing talent uh, and just helping people to find a voice in that space. So it's it's amazing the the, the work that you can do in that that piece. So uh, yeah, forever grateful, forever yeah. grateful, and it it shaped me as a person. And it, you know the amount of appreciation, respect I have for anyone who works with um, kids and teenagers or adults uh, in that uh, place and uh, parents yeah. and families, I'm just like full respect. And I, I still to the, today support some of the charities and show my face and help where I can. And it feels very, very special and important. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. I re really appreciate that stuff. So um, the other bit I was just reflecting on really is that element of just put yourself out there, you know, and uh, it's a the le lesson I've been learning having gone into business by myself recently is just when you ask, it's amazing how many people will put their hand up and, and say yes, even for this podcast, yourself included, you know, I've just put that message out, anybody who's got an interesting story, get in touch. And and it's amazing the generosity that people have with their time and, and their efforts. Um, so, you know, fantastic story that you've got there, as you say, it's a bit of a Hollywood one, uh, but it's a uh, Whoever <laughs> wants to film, I'm here. Come on. <laughs> we'll get you the deal by the Come end of the Hollywood. podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. So in terms of where that takes you to today, tell us a bit more about Natalska Design and what you do and who you help and how do you help people perform in that space? Yeah, we're kind of, a, as I say, it, we're a experience. We're a creative studio. It's a bunch of us at this point. So I love how it used to be just me. That, therefore, the name that I put in 20 minutes in a bank because the banker asked me, what's the name of your business? And I yeah. was shocked that he's asking me there and then. And I said, Natalka Design, yeah. without any thought. And Google seems to like it. So let's keep it for now. We'll see where we go. Um, but it's a bunch of us. It's a pool of us. And we basically, we call ourselves visual experts and we do high-stake communications. Uh, what that means is we work usually with senior leaders in yeah. corporate businesses the semi uh, smaller businesses as well, but mainly with corporate businesses on their strategy, on their communications, on their marketing or life event needs. Right. So how that can look like is, for example, it's we always say there's either a pain or an opportunity. So they yeah. either come to us with a pain. For example, it could be my, my team is not engaging in the new strategy piece. My event doesn't have enough signups. What do I do? It's uh, around the corner. If I do another presentation with 60 slides, I'm going to die. You know, no one's going to care. So there's a pain that yeah. we want to address or there's an opportunity, especially with kind of bigger pieces of work. Say company comes to us and says, we want to visualize company timeline that is around 20 years because we're proud of it. We want to get everyone on board with the story, excited. There's a lot of new people coming to the business. There's a lot of changes. Changes is my second name, Paul. <laughs> and, and you know, the opportunity is to bring everyone along that story and create something beautiful, visual for years to come. So we kind of get these often very different asks, yet often very similar because every company needs to communicate better, needs to uh, communicate in a clearer way, needs to engage needs to drive action, needs to drive decision-making, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. we're not your in-house design team. We're not uh, kind of, you know, go creating logos every day and stuff like that. It's more these very intricate, bespoke visual pieces that um, we get called for. And it's been so much fun, so much fun yeah. to drive this for a few years now. Few, I guess, many. <laughs> <laughs> and, and from what I understand, this started off with you like standing in front of uh, a room where people are having a meeting and just literally illustrating what's going on in the in that meeting throughout and keeping a visual record. Is that, that the sort of thing you were doing in the early stages? 
So that was the beginning. You're totally right. That was yeah. my Darren uh, days where he took me under, under his wing and he was working with a lot of businesses, still does. Uh, one of uh, my first clients was Network Rail, which is still right. one of our biggest clients. And he was just like, Natalia, I've got a workshop and you're going to join me and we're going to capture all the main you know, points. Can you do that? And I was just like, sure. And I didn't have that skill, let's say named. I didn't know there's a skill like that. Yeah. So many people call it different ways. I mean, it comes from back in the days, there's TED Talks. There's a lot of kind of um, older, let's say, visualizations on YouTube and stuff like that. So this stuff has been existing for a while. It's just I didn't know it's a skill. I didn't know it exists. Yeah. So you're looking at a 11 years ago, a little chicken with her pens running around with a big paper, sweating, and just kind of like, I so will do this for you right now. When I look at uh, pieces from 11 years ago, I'm like, oof, this is not that great. Yeah. But this spurred me again so quickly. When we're talking about performance, if I may, it just you know put me into this high trajectory because I was just thrown into it. There was yeah. no time to think. There was no time to learn. Name it. I was just, hi, guys. I think quickly. I draw. Can I help you break <laughs> this apart? Yeah. Oh, I've seen it in, in uh, practice a couple of times uh, live in a couple of meetings and it's amazing how engaging it is for everyone and how just that different element of what you'd usually get with a couple of scribbles on a uh, on a whiteboard in terms of what are the actions from this meeting. It's a it's a completely different experience and so engaging for people. Um, and where's it where's it moved? Is it, well, has it moved from on from there? Is do you find yourself doing more high tech stuff now or is it still sort of pen and paper? How, how does it work in, and how's it progressing for you? Well, to be fair with you, pen and paper disappeared very quickly because I was, uh, in, you know, way before the whole environmental conversation started or anything like this. My main focus was I want to be one of the leaders in that space. I want to bring everyone on board digitally. I don't want to be constrained by, constrained by geographical uh, limitations or having a, uh, let's say, big studio that I can't move around or not being able to work with the best talent in Venezuela, in Asia, whatever it is. Mm. So I was always very, very int intricate and, and kind of uh, interested in making remote, making it digital. So from very, very quickly, you know, straight on, I got myself a Samsung little tablet. And of course, at this point, we're being even sent few to test every year, which is a blessing and I'm very grateful. But I wanted to get everyone on board to be remote, to be digital, not constrained by uh, time and space. And yes, if I can save few trees on the way, then that makes me very proud of us. So that's one. And live scribing, as we call it, the kind of graphic recording of events became, to be fair with you, 20, 30% of the business at this point is very much larger, long-term communications needs where clients call us up and say, what do we need in a year? Let's yeah. have a chat. Okay, you know what? I'll have this many events. I'll have an AGM. I have all these reports. I have all these, uh, let's say, um, templates to be made. I have these uh, workshops. How can you guys help and support? Right. So at this point, we're more of a invincible right-hand communications assistant to a lot of companies. And you'll never hear about us. You'll never see us on posters. You might see us publicly during events, but that's pretty much it. So it's fascinating how it's shifting. Um, yeah. We're exploring metaverse as well. That's all I can say for now because it's all <laughs> in works. So I'm just, I love, I love tech. I love digital and I think we shouldn't be scared of it. We should embrace it as much as we can. Yeah. So yeah. Brilliant. And 
you talk about we as well. So you've grown the team and the business from just yourself to how many people have you got in the team now? So it's few of us on the core team. There's Ryan, there's Elsie, there's my core team of designers and animators uh, that I love dearly as we speak now. One of them is in Sheffield, one of them is in Glasgow, one of them is working on animation from Berlin. So, you know, so it's, it's, this is the grateful part where I could just continue doing it myself and it would yep. be a beautiful lifestyle type of business, which a lot of people choose in that space. And I love it. I think that's brilliant. If that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to create your own space, that's great. I always felt it's more fun. It, I learn more from others and I can do more exciting, let's say things outside of my comfort zone if I bring new brains. Yeah. So that's how kind of it naturally started. I wasn't planning on it. I was always kind of throughout my even early years getting a lot of help, people jumping on board, like, Natalia, can I film for you? Natalia, can I do some social media for you? I'm a student. Natalia, like we met at a, I don't know, speaking event. Do you need help with like some content? And I was always like, guys, let's do this. I don't have a clue either. <laughs> so I just was always this open book for collaborations. And I think it's just much more interesting and more fun because num number one thing for me is I love meeting new people. Right. So yeah, that's kind of how it grew naturally, I think. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I, I love, love the progression that you see with uh, with businesses like that and uh, where you've brought new people in. And I'm sure you've grown as a, a leader and having to learn those skills, that must be a bit of a challenge for you. Yeah, I mean, how do you lead when you've never been exposed to that unless uh, from your childhood when you tell your brother what to do, <laughs> although you're a smaller one in the house, or when you're at school and someone says, Natalia, you know, today is going to be your day to tell everyone what to do in the book, you yeah. know, so that's as far as you go with the, that sort of stuff. So I think it's, it's super self-taught and I've always been, I hope that's what everyone that works with me would uh, acknowledge that I've always been very open that I know I don't know. Yeah. certain things and I know I'll make mistakes and I know I'm no, not always perfectly knowing what to do I've made some mistakes in terms of planning in terms of um, engagements with clients in terms of being that sort of bridge between everyone so I've always been very vocal about it and I hope that that's always been a almost um, an encouragement for everyone that works with me that I'm not here the boss it's not about that you're the bosses you're the boss like right. if this project is yours you have all the skills I'm your assistant, right? you know, just, of course, if you need help, I'm here, let's do this together. And we driving it together. But I've always been very, very open about the fact that I'm learning with you guys. I have no clue, <laughs> you know? Oh, brilliant. Uh, and that takes us nicely to that sort of next question in the, in, in the podcast, which is how do you get help with your own performance? You know, who do you go to? Uh, how do you learn more about leadership, for instance, or other parts of, of running the business? Um, do you have coaches? Do you speak to people? Where do you get your energy and your enthusiasm from to do that? Oh, energy and enthusiasm. I think it's always people. I think I always gain a lot of energy from other humans. Equally, if I find a great book that I never have enough time for, please tell me, Paul, how to read more <laughs> because I would love to listen to these tips. If yeah. anyone has them forever trying to figure it out, I also gain a lot of kind of like, oh, this book is totally me. I need to read it. But uh, on the note of um, bettering my performance, first of all, when I started, again, Darren Robson was a North Star for me. And he completely introduced me to a concept of how to run a business. What is a business? How to be a, how to represent yourself well, how to, you know, go through any challenges and people saying no and feeling impostor and all that jazz, yeah. all that jazz. 
And throughout the years, I've been very, very grateful and lucky. I've got a list on my one of my notebooks that I called uh, Good Souls. Right. And I just, throughout my, let's say, professional experience, older age, I've been always putting there gradually people who impacted me, whether they thought they mentor me or coach me as we speak, or whether yep. they don't, never thought that, I thought that. So there's a big list of people that I uh, really am appreciative that they worked with me or talked to me or helped me or challenged me or whatnot. Uh, right now, I'm working with a business coach uh, right. that I've been introduced to. And it's been like back at school, Paul, back yep. at school, breaking <laughs> it apart, systematizing my thoughts, learning about sales, learning about uh, um, psychology, uh, you know, literally from like how to package something to how to present something, how to talk about yourself, all that stuff. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is nuts. So whatever that is, I'm enjoying. Uh, I like to learn. I like to feel like my brain is expanding. And what else? I read a lot of books. I go to events where I can. And I just love to pick people's brains. And I think that all of us have something interesting to share, to learn from. Because we have all different experiences. I'm sure yeah. I could learn from you eight, like tons of things if you sit <laughs> with me over a glass of coffee or wine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it is amazing that, um, I mean, this is a, a large part of what this podcast is all about is my mind was sort of open to this world where there's so many people who help others perform at their best that I wasn't really aware of in my early stages of my career it's like if you, you're all, you're the manager you're junior manager you're senior manager you, you move up that way and then it's like actually now my role is to help others perform at their best and there's all sorts of different angles from that and all sorts of coaches and mentors and even just inspirational people who as you say don't even necessarily set out to be inspirational but uh it's whatever hits home with you isn't it yeah, and they don't know, but I, you know, I can, I call them my Gandalfs and I call them my good souls and all that. And I'm always like, I need some of that energy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, some great folk out there. Um, so a couple of quick fiery type questions then. Um, in terms of if you could work with any individual team or organization where you could bring your skill set and you believe you could help them perform, who would you want that to be? I could totally go type of business or I could totally go specific businesses. But you know what, Paul? It's 2022, the end of it. And I like manifesting things. And I would say one of my favorite brands that I would love to get to know and work with and see how their brain work is definitely in the creative space, in the tech space, in storytelling space. So we're talking anyone that knows anyone from Disney lego nike apple call me up right i'll just throw it out there why not <laughs> so these are very specific brands that i've always been very much um looking forward to how they grow and how they storytell and how they create messages in this world that really resonate with all of us and it's fascinating to me some of the those people's stories mm. equally on a larger scale I'm always interested in where can we add value. So when you think about it, I'm always fascinated by how businesses work, yeah. how they're structured, how no matter actually what the size of the business is, there's similar challenges, there's similar problems, and there's similar opportunities. It's just mm. different scale. Yeah. So I'm always like, I just love a deep dive into like, what's going on, guys? What can we break apart? What can we put together? What can we better? 
How can we speed this up for you? How can we help you engage with this? So in that sense, that's why I love my work because we work really with any um, industry. Right. Yeah. Oh, amazing stuff. And conversely to that, who would you like to sit down with, have that coffee, have that glass of wine, who you think would be a real inspiration to help your performance in whatever way, shape or form you see that? Ooh, again, there's so many humans. Like, I'll give you someone who is not with us anymore. I'll give you someone who is around and I really look up to. And we're just going to go with that. Okay. The person that is not around, it's actually a, a, just a clever person in terms of words and life and attitude and motivation. Alan Watts, writer. Okay. So he's not anymore here. But mm. anytime I hear any quote from his or anything like this, I'm like, yes, my life is okay again. Right. So I'm really into motivational um, kind of actually leaders, speakers. I would say not where it's kind of like, do your best, perform, perform, boom, mm. boom, boom. Like not that sort of vibe. It's more about that sort of actually that peaceful vibe. Right. That like, you've got this, you already have this. Mm. How can you be here? You already, it's just you stopping yourself. So I'm into that a lot. It helps me to kind of break my sort of um, thinking sometimes because I'm not my best friend sometimes in terms of what I can do and what I can't. Mm. In terms of a person that's around, I've been really, really following uh, work of Chris Doe. He's an American uh, business leader, CEO of an agency, creative agency. He's a speaker. His mind is like just genius. And I've learned so much so far um, from him and his team. And that would be definitely a person that I would love to sit down and have a chat because I feel like after an hour, I'll be like, whoa. <laughs> 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 and after that same hour he'd probably be saying the same thing as well no doubt so uh who knows just, exactly oh fantastic and just to close things out then how do people find out more if they're interested in finding about more about uh your company or you reaching out to yourself how do people get in touch well it's either my very polish name good luck to everyone natalia talkowska which i'm sure paul can write it down and it will be easily <laughs> clickable will. to linkedin <laughs> uh, so that's that or the business name is natalkadesign.com we're everywhere the same name on any platform you can think of we're not dancing on tiktok we are on tiktok but uh, <laughs> as everyone else in their 30s and 40s a bit confused so that's okay it's actually funny so i think that's the best way if you just want to grab us anywhere on a dm or through LinkedIn I'm always around brilliant stuff well Natalia really appreciate your time today a fantastic uh, story and a really fascinating one to just not only in terms of what you do and how you help people but also just your, your story of how, how you got there and the learning process that you've been through um, not only to get started as a business but to grow that and to move to where you are now and uh, where you want to go forward so if, if there's anybody out there from Disney and Apple and those good places uh hook natalia up and uh, i'm sure 2023 will be the year i will tell you paul we'll see how manifestation worked during this podcast i'll tell you if it happens there we go boom <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for your time today really enjoyed it thank you so much paul pleasure thank you thanks for listening to today's episode if you liked what you heard then please give the podcast a rate review and share i'm paul teasdale and from sausage making to banking oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me 
via helpingpeopleperform.com. <laughs>